Welcome to the Good Life EDU podcast presented by the Nebraska ESU Coordinating Council. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the latest in digital learning across Nebraska and around the country. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back for another episode of the Good Life EDU podcast. And this week, uh, get the opportunity to welcome Pam Brzezinski back to the podcast. We had a chance to visit uh, not too long ago. Uh, and on this episode, she's going to have the opportunity to share a little bit more about Get Set Nebraska, uh, this project that she's actually the project manager of that's working on addressing teacher shortages by trying to impact special education educator retention. Uh, and so love that as a topic, love that as an aim. Pamela, we tell our audience a little bit more about Get Set Nebraska and your affiliation with that group and just help us kind of understand where this work is coming from. All right. Well, thank you for having us, Andrew. We're really excited to be sharing the message about Get Set Nebraska. Get Set Nebraska began emerging about two years ago or so when Dr. Amanda Witte and Dr. Laura Barrett partnered with the Nebraska Department of Education to write a grant through the Office of Special Education Programs at the federal level to impact special education teacher retention. And they were awarded that grant. And so a partnership began with the Nebraska Center for Research on Children, Youth, Families, and Schools, of which Dr. Amanda Witte is the program director from that department. And then Chris Elmhoiser from the Nebraska Department of Education brought the NDE team with this. And then ESU 13 became a partner in this process. And that's where I came into this. I accepted the position as the project manager for Get Set Nebraska and have been working in that role since July. And so these three groups meet regularly and we have worked to develop materials and focus on our goals for Get Set Nebraska to hopefully impact special ed teacher retention. Yeah, and for those that listen to the pod on a fairly regular basis, we've been really entertaining a lot of conversations with regards to teacher retention and recruitment, to rethinking really at the classroom design and our instructional practices. We've had conversations about how administrators can maybe enhance their support of educator wellness. Uh, and so we've tried to tackle this from a number of different angles. And I'm appreciative of Pam joining us today to talk about what this means maybe for what is my understanding, one of the most affected groups of educators uh, is our special education teachers uh, in terms of teacher shortages nationally. Uh, is that something that, am I right in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. The Nebraska Teacher Shortage Survey has shown at least from the previous three years or more that 17.9% of classrooms in the state of Nebraska have been filled by someone that is not maybe fully licensed in special education. They have a certification, but maybe they're not fully prepared and ready. And so that is why our mission is so important because our whole mission is to basically impact student achievement by increasing the retention of special educators in Nebraska. So while our main goals include the retention, our mission really is to impact the students of Nebraska with this particular project. And I love that piece because I yeah, was in a conversation informally recently that said, is there really a connection between those two? Will fixing the teacher shortage truly enhance education or are we going to continue with the, the traditional practices from the pre-pandemic learning 
scenarios that need updating for 21st century skills uh, in the 21st century classroom. Uh, and so excited to learn more. We get like specific goals that Get Set Nebraska has set forth uh, as the focal point of their efforts. Absolutely. So one of the biggest goals we have, that's kind of the overarching goal that will be worked on over the, it's a five-year grant. So over the grant timeframe is data awareness in the state, because in Nebraska, we know that special education teachers are leaving and we know that we have some shortages, but what we aren't a hundred percent sure on is why are they leaving? And it's so really to be truly impactful, we are going to begin hopefully a data process that will be shared with administrators and others across the state to identify why are those special education teachers leaving. We know in the federal research that job satisfaction is lower due to a lack of maybe administration support or maybe a lack of knowledge or just too much paperwork. We know that those things are out there and we talk about those in our program, but we also want to start identifying why, why are our teachers leaving specifically here in the state? And so that's one of our goals is to develop that data system. A second goal, and I think Andrew, it really goes to where you said that big question of does that impact student achievement? We truly believe that if we can increase the job satisfaction of teachers and we can increase the support and reduce those frustrations, that's our second goal is to really increase that job satisfaction. When we know as past teachers that when we are more satisfied and we feel empowered and we know what we can do to impact those students, we're going to go further and we're going to extend. And when we stay in the classroom, students have access to someone who has experience. That's the biggest part of that second goal is if we can increase that satisfaction, you know, reduce those frustrations and job stress, then hopefully we will have teachers who stay in the classroom and we aren't having turnover. So our students are having good, strong evidence-based practices being brought into their instructional element. Um, and a third component we have for our goal is to increase administrator knowledge. Those go hand in hand because we want to talk about what evidence is out there. What are the evidence-based practices in retaining special education teachers? And so we have developed an administrative learning academy that will be on demand, all accessible online to reach the goal of increasing school administrator knowledge and ability to support special education teachers. And so those are really kind of our three overarching goals and are, are part of what we hope to impact in the state. Well, I absolutely love all that because I know uh, from what I've read and researched about just trying to impact the teacher shortages broadly, so much of it is about helping people to feel seen and recognized for their efforts and to acknowledge the challenges that our educators face. And the special education teacher is facing a different set of challenges, as you noted there, even with regards to paperwork, than maybe someone who is in a more traditional role as a classroom teacher. And so to think that we would personalize these supports for those particular roles is a commendable aim and I think uh, has to be done for them to feel uh, as if they're, they're seen and not just sort of lumped in with a gen ed classroom teacher. Is that fair to say? It is. And I think you bring up a really good point about being seen because it's not that administrators don't support special education teachers. I want to just definitely address that of it isn't 
when you look into the research and you really get into that, it isn't that they aren't supported. It's just maybe they need that support in a little bit of a different way. And so I think that's what we hope to really bring to light is what does the research say that they need? And specifically, like you just mentioned, what are the specific needs of special education teachers? They're not anymore. They're, they're not greater in extent. It's just they're different. And so if we can identify that, I think we can increase how teachers are going to perceive that support, maybe. What I love about what you're sharing here is that to think that a building level school leader would have the time and space and energy to be able to follow through and delve into research like what we're talking about. And from that to curate the practices and then to implement those uh, is, is a heavy lift for someone who is constantly lifting across a yes. period of fronts. Yes. And I, as you noted, really want to just emphasize the respect and appreciation I have for how challenging that job can be. And so it sounds like you know, Get Set Nebraska here is doing the best they can to equip our admin, which you alluded to, with some of these resources, to, to equip them with the tools and resources they need to be what the special education educators need them to be, I, I guess, on their behalf, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. And, but I think, I think you bring up something that's so important, time. I think if we asked anybody in education, one thing, if we could grant one wish, I think everybody would want not more time, right? They would want a better use of the time because we spend so much time. And we know that administrators have so many different avenues that they are going to support teachers. And that's why in Get Set Nebraska, we have, like you said, provided resources. We have everything they could possibly need to do what the research says. So not only are we going to educate people on what the research says, but we've created a mentoring and induction program that actually has all of the parts there. It's a packaged thing ready for schools to put into place within their district because we know not everybody has the time to do that research or it, it just you know, there's five priorities and, and where do you go with those? And so we've created a completely usable program that aligns a strong professional mentor, or in the case where maybe it's the only special education teacher in that district, helps align an outside professional mentor, but also puts a school-based mentor for the climate and culture within the school. And so we even know, we've tried to adapt for all of those needs of all of our Nebraska schools. And so we know that it's going to look different in every school in the way that they need to implement it. But what we wanted to do was provide a format for them. And we have all of the materials. We have all of the discussion components. It is a 100% complete, prepared, ready to use mentoring and induction program with that mentor and then that new special education teacher. And the administrators meet with them on a monthly basis for those induction meetings. And so it's it's something that it takes a little bit of time to get that embedded, but it definitely is prepared and ready to go for schools. You know, and I love what you say about everyone needing more time. And I do think that to make the best use of the time, as you talked about, a certain degree of expertise helps. 
And you know what, what individuals like yourself and people affiliated with Get Set Nebraska can bring to this conversation is not only time, but that expertise and that lens that uh, can help us sort of sift out from all of the things that are out there to maybe curate that down to, uh, like you had mentioned, the package set of experiences and resources and materials to set everyone up for success and to help our, again, special educators feel recognized, feel seen, and to help enhance how effective they are with the students that they serve. So love we got all the goals set here from the start. You had alluded to data earlier. Uh, and so I would love to delve a little deeper into some of the things that we've maybe touched upon uh, to this point in the conversation. And let's start with data as the first one. What have you found? I know we're probably speaking more to that national lens, as you had alluded to, that there are efforts being made to create a Nebraska-specific set of uh, examples. But what have you gleaned from that that would be instructive to our audience today? So one of the things, um, there was an early research study by Witty and colleagues from UNL who, who was a part of this. And one of the things that came out of that is it isn't that the teachers don't connect with their students or their colleagues. So they're enjoying the school environment. Teachers in the state of Nebraska are enjoying the administrators and the connections that they're having with them. The things that they have mentioned that maybe are causing them to reconsider, am I going to be here till retirement? You know, am I going to be in the classroom past five years? Are things related to the jobs and maybe resources? and maybe just a lack of knowledge about where those resources are located at. It's not that schools aren't providing our teachers resources, but do they know where they're at and how to access them? And maybe they've got all of this paperwork and they have all of these legal and policy compliance elements that are kind of over them. And so when we talk through the Administrative Leadership Academy, we talk about a lot of that and we go into why are they leaving us, but not only why are they leaving us, our modules really cover what are things you can do to impact that. So we've got the witty research that at least is that start here in the state of why are they leaving? They're happy with their school environments. They enjoy being a teacher. They just don't always feel that they have the connection with students because they're so busy with things that they're doing in their job. So how can we kind of adapt and adjust and balance everything for them as administrators to have them maybe discover that, you know, go back to that passionate time of this is why I became a teacher and I want to be with students and I want to have that impact. And so we go through in the Administrative Leadership Academy, all of the research around that. And we really look at how are we going to come at this from hiring and attracting them through a lens of retention? Are we matching them to the right positions? Are they aware of everything that that position's going to have? And so in one of our modules, it's not that we're an attraction and a, a hiring grant, but we do believe you have to attract and hire them through a lens of retention. So we talk a lot about that in one of our modules. In another module, we talk about the importance of induction and how we can maybe take some of those stressful moments 
and set up a climate and a culture from the very beginning with them that empowers them and helps them grow as a teacher and really helps them set themselves up for success. Because it's not that it's always something an administrator can do, but if a teacher is more empowered, will they have all, everything they need and will they be more organized and prepared to be successful? And so we talk about that induction and mentoring and are we going to pair them with a very strong mentor who's had the same experiences that they've had? Because sometimes we're paired with mentors, but if they have never co-taught or if they have never had to go through the transition process, are they able to support that teacher in the 100% way that they need it? Um, and then we talk about so, uh, skill development and we talk about evaluations. Are our evaluations even helping them grow? Are they set up from a phase where it's based on specific special education growth needs? And so we talk through all of those in our four modules. And then in the fifth module, we encourage them to move forward with our national implementation research network process that we've constructed within that to collaborate with that idea of building a retention plan for their district. And so we've taken all that research, had them go through the evaluation of their district. And sometimes that's hard, but we know that we all have to kind of look at ourselves through a lens of, are we doing this based on the evidence-based practices and best practices in education? And then at the end, they have the opportunity to develop that retention plan for their district and really be mindful about moving forward and putting things into practice that in their district will impact their culture and climate in a positive way for those teachers. So as I'm chewing on the information that I'm receiving here, I want to uh, maybe, I'm not always a big fan of what I'm hearing you say is, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to give one of those kind of phrases, right? Uh, that for school leaders, these modules would serve as an on-demand opportunity for them to understand these supports more, more deeply and at a time that works for them. Yes. Uh, and then Get Set Nebraska is also pairing teachers with mentors and that that might not necessarily even be someone who's in your building, right? And, and so maybe kind of speak to how that mentorship works because, uh, you know, myself as a secondary teacher, my mentor was someone that was around the corner that taught the same class that I taught. Uh, and so how does it work to connect individuals with the type of expertise uh, to our new to the profession, special education teachers? So, I mean, that's a great question because it, it was probably one of the more challenging aspects when we were setting this up because we know that all of our schools in Nebraska are so different in their structure, how many teachers they have. Maybe if they are a combined K-12 education setting and they have that one teacher and there aren't any other teachers. However, we also have urban schools who have many teachers, special education teachers in the building who meet the criteria for a strong evidence-based mentor. And so what we have done is we just walk them through a mentor match process in one of our modules, in the induction module. The very last part of that and the get set plan activity that we have them do is to actually think about who do I need to be the right mentor? And so while that's going to look different for every single district in the state, what we have recommended to them is to, if they have only one individual with 
in their school that is a special ed teacher, or maybe they have all new special education teachers and they don't feel they have the right pairing to look outside to neighboring districts or to individuals that maybe we're aware of because I'm here as the project manager and can guide them to that or their local ESUs. And so really kind of thinking about the resources that are available within the state because we have so many opportunities to connect great teachers with new teachers. And so if we walk them through that, and there is an actual process that we have. We have an assessment for the mentor, an assessment for the mentee, so that we can really do what the evidence says in matching them with the right person. And so if they don't have that internally, we would support them to find that externally. But we always want to recommend that there's a climate and culture mentor as well. And that'd be the person, Andrew, that would be right around the corner because they know the district, they know the in-service policies, they know you know, just in general, where to find taking time off. And so we, it would be almost a dual system for those schools that don't have somebody within them. But we know that that's going to look different for everybody in the state. And so that's why we've developed a process within this program to really help them step-by-step step visualize that out of who is the best match for this new teacher. Well then, and we did get a chance to chat a little bit before we started recording today. Um, I know there are phases of the induction program. And so if you could speak to the nuances of those, uh, I'm starting to get a sense now, yeah, as we know who these individuals are and kind of how this works, love the, that there's also a culture mentor if you're not able to connect with somebody in your building that is also teaching special education. And so, yeah, what are the phases of that onboarding? So the, the program is going to look significantly different, again, for every district. And that, I think, is the beauty of Get Set Nebraska, is we created something that schools can use to adapt to whatever they need. So we have developed three main phases. And the first phase, in, in phase one, the mentor, the mentee, and the administrator really work on empowering the new teacher to have the resources and know where the resources in their school are. And to know the basic policies of special education within the district, because everybody is so different. And that's why the program could also work for teachers coming from out of state or teachers that maybe are coming from a different district, because phase one really looks to explore who are the people that I can collaborate with. What is my caseload? What does it look like? What does it sound like when I'm teaching these students? And what format am I using? You know, what is my, my education process? Looking at the, the school policies of special education, what do I need to do when I have this type of meeting? You know, what are my paperwork elements that I need to look for? And then building a binder that will be their resource guide for the entire year. That's how it ends. Phase one ends with that development of a binder that will meet their needs and have all the resources so that we've empowered them when they're going through their year. They don't have to ask a question for the 800th time. I just think back to my opportunities and I would call someone, phone a friend real fast, but they can look back at the resource document that they've created in phase one. So then after they're done- I'm going to ask too. Yes. So phase one, I'm going to assume then is happening- like at the start of a school year it right is. before before we get introduced to students and getting the busyness of the school year's rhythms. Now that's the ideal, right? But mm -hmm. we know that unfortunately our lives don't 
live in the ideal. And so if that happens, we do recommend that that's at least done in August when you're at the very early stages. Now we know that's a busy time. And so schools can adapt to, to how they need it, but it really ideally would be done before they even come to their first day. So that's where a stipend, at least for the pilot first pilot year and the second pilot year are available for schools so that they can reimburse for that additional time that's necessary. And so that's one of the ways that the state NDE is supporting the schools that want to be a part of this. And then they would complete that. And then September 1st is our recommended time where they start their monthly meetings because we know that they are very busy that first month and they're not going to probably have time to meet. They're just learning the the basics of their new job. And so for phase two, they begin a process of learning about themselves and about growing and skills that they need. And they complete a self-evaluation on their overall skills. And then the mentor and the mentee work together to set individualized learning plan goals for the mentee so that everybody knows what they're really working towards. And those things become part of the monthly Well, they have monthly discussions on induction, but they also have weekly meetings between the mentor and the mentee to make sure that if there's areas of frustration or areas of stress, that those are dealt with. And those have three main ideas that are kind of overlying the discussion in our conversation map we provide. Um, They talk about basic information, kind of what do you wear to the in-service? Because, you know, that's always incredibly stressful when you're new. And it might even be when are parent-teacher conferences, what does that look like for special educators? Because it is very different for them in every district. And then they go through some problem solving and decision making, say that maybe there's a challenge with figuring out what the student needs. They work through a process that's aligned with the Nebraska MTSS decision making guide so that people don't have brand new stuff again. And they work through that process to to maybe solve some of those problems or make decisions. And then a final component that they work on on a weekly basis is the skill development. And that may include Nebraska Department of Education technical assistance documents that may include high leverage practice related trainings. And it really is just meant to be what can we provide you in the moment that you need it. And the mentor guides them through those conversations with the conversation maps until about April. And so they go through this on a monthly basis with check-in from us. And then in phase three, they start fading out that process because we are only a one-year mentoring program. So we want them to continue that work, but we want them to begin to internalize and be able to use their all of the natural supports within the school. I'm sure their relationship with their mentor won't end, but the official relationship with them ends. And then they begin in phase three on May 1st, they begin planning forward and they also celebrate where they've come from and what they've grown in. And they, they really explore the personal growth they've had this year within the district. And then they begin to plan forward with their mentor and think about year two, what does that look like for them? And so those three phases hopefully go through that, that life of the first year and provide enough support that they can reduce some frustrations and stresses. 
the level of intentionality here is just so encouraging because I, I'm with you, particularly with the conversation maps and the need for documents like that, because oftentimes you don't even know, <laughs> you might find yourself as that educator uh, being asked, what questions do you have? And you don't even know the questions. <laughs> and so yeah. it's good uh, to have a guiding document to help facilitate what that looks like district to district. I, I love the emphasis on local control, as you mentioned. Uh, and that thinking too, once we get to phase three, let's celebrate that. And then obviously encourage folks to continue to grow in their professional relationships and development moving forward. And so really impressive stuff here. Uh, and Pam, I, I gotta say this too, half hour goes quick each and it every does. week. It goes fast. <laughs> especially because of all the great work that you all are doing. And so for those that are listening in that got a better sense today of what resources are out there and this great, uh, I would say maybe programming modules of resources and materials. If someone is interested, whether it's a school leader or special education teacher um, who is a new hire or would like to be a mentor, perhaps, uh, how can they get involved uh, with this effort? So all they have to do is, we have a pretty simple process because all they have to do is actually contact me and we would get them within our program if they'd like to be, we are amping up from six pilot schools this year to 50 next year. So we are significantly increasing our um, school access. And if they want to be a part of building this program with us, that's what it's about. It's about everybody in the state working together to create what we need to keep teachers. So all they need to do is email me. I'm going to give Andrew access to our flyer for Get Set Nebraska. My phone number's on there, my email's on there, our website's on there. All they have to do is just reach out and we will get them involved in some way, shape or form. Because if you wanna mentor teachers, we'd love to have you be a part of us too. Wow, you're going from piloting, let's say, a plane to a cruise ship. <laughs> well, and that's important. We're we're adding to 50 this next year, and then we hope to open statewide in year four. And so everybody will have a voice. If they're a part of this program, they will have a voice, and they will get to give us feedback, and we will adapt and adjust the program in the way that Nebraska schools need it. So that's our goal. Love that. And so grateful that uh, we've had the opportunity to chat, that we can invite others to be a part of this work and this conversation. I mean, if we're talking 50 schools and districts here, or uh, gosh, that's around a quarter of the schools in Nebraska. Yes. And so that's really uh, impressive work and important work on behalf of, uh, just to reiterate it again, right? Special education educators who serve our students with special needs. And yes. as such, um, just trying to enhance everything in that avenue through the development of the Get Set Nebraska project. So Pam, thank you so much for your time today. And I will be sure to put that flyer and your information in the show notes and encourage others to reach out and get invested in this work with you through that. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Andrew, for having us.